0: Welcome to a Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Chris Prefontaine. Chris, uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Sure thing, Glenn. Um, So we have a family company here uh, that I run with my son, Nick, and my son-in-law, Zach. We buy and sell property on terms, which I'm sure Glenn and I will jump into. I've uh, been at this 30 years now, so somewhat dating myself there. Um, and then we do the same exact thing, buying and selling on terms, with students all around North America. So that's kind of the two different things we, we run with.
0: Okay, let's, let's jump into it. Why? Oh, maybe let's talk about which terms you're talking about, what terms we like to, to buy and sell on, and then we'll talk about why you want to do this and whatever else tangent we go to.
1: Sure. So buying and selling on terms, uh, his how I'll define it, to keep it simple. We buy on uh, lease purchase. We buy owner financing and the third is we buy subject to existing financing where the loan stays in their name. And you know, all three of those Glenn are not something that we have to sign on personally. All three are not uh, ever taking out loans or putting your own cash in. So it's pretty unique. And that, that all came from the 2008 crash. After that, I said, okay, things got to change. And that's what was born out of that.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense. Let's uh, let's go into each of those explain to people what they are, and then uh, we'll go into some advantages.
1: Sure, so I'll start with the lease purchase just because it's the easiest for someone new. A lease purchase, uh, there's all kinds of scenarios, but let me just, I'll I'll draw a real simple one using round numbers. Let's say you're the seller and your home, we agree your home is worth around 300,000. And let's say you do have some equity, because again, there's different scenarios. Let's say you, you owe 250. What we say is, okay, Glenn, we're gonna go ahead and put our buyer in your home and our buyers, we can talk about later, but our buyers are just people that need time. They need credit repair or they need to save more money or what, what have you. So after we install the buyer, we're gonna take, uh, make your payments on your underlying loan of your 250. We're gonna make those on your behalf. Yeah. We're gonna collect something larger from our, from our buyer. Uh, we're gonna handle all maintenance repairs, et cetera. So you as a seller know, okay, I have my 50 grand locked in. I'm gonna get that at the end of the term. In the meantime, I worry about nothing. I don't have a commission to pay. I don't have to worry about anything. So that's a great scenario for anyone who does not need their cash out today. That lease purchase is a great one because they lock in usually a lot more net cash than they would otherwise. Um, We exit all these the same. So I'll just kind of insert that. We exit them all with a rent to own. So when I said install our buyer who needs time, we do that on a rent to own basis. And all of these deals create three paydays. That's what's so unique about it. The payday one is the buyer puts a deposit up non-refundable. So we know they're a buyer, not a renter wishing they could buy someday. Um, payday two is the difference between the underlying loan I was paying on your house and the amount I'm collecting for my buyer and payday three is the markup on the house and all of the principal pay down that we accumulated on your two hundred and fifty loan. Because remember what I said to you as a seller, I'm going to give you your 50 grand at the end and I'm going to pay off your loan. So all that accrues to me on the, uh, on the principal. So that's the lease purchase. I don't know if you want to go back to any piece of that. Or you want me to go into the next one?
0: Uh, well, it sounds a lot like you're doing a subject two at the same time, right? Because you're also talking to the, from the seller's point of view of the, who, the current owner of the property, you're just taking over their mortgage payments, right? You're not, cause you're not actually buying the property off of them. Right?
1: Right. So in this case, in the lease purchase case, you're, you're correct. So no deed transfers, unlike the sub two. Yeah. Um. So we call that a sandwich lease. So I'm in between okay. the buyer and the seller and you can't do that in like one state, but other than that we do them everywhere.
0: Okay, so then you do you so you're doing two leases basically. You're leasing to the the rent own, and you're also leasing from the uh, the, the current owner.
1: Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And we're sandwiched in the middle, so that's why well, that's why a lot of people are familiar with sandwich lease.
0: Yeah. Yep. No. Nope, exactly. Just wanted to break it down for some people yeah. who aren't familiar with that. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. What about the next one?
1: All right. So let's go owner financing next because owner financing means so much to different people, but we have a very particular niche within that niche. And that is, we look to speak with people who are free and clear. Uh, I don't know the statistics in Canada, but I know in the United States, is about a third of the properties, a third are debt-free. So that's I'm actually to an
0: American with. investor to, anyway, like a, a buy-in state. Oh, most of them, okay. yeah,
1: um, Good. So <laughs> in, in the United States, you've got a third of the properties that are free and clear. That's a great pond to fish in because they presumably don't need the money. They would have pulled it out already. And you, what we do is we structure principal only monthly payments. So we don't mind paying their full price. Sometimes quite frankly, even over full price, because I'm going to get the full principal pay down on my payments. So let's go back to that same $300,000 house. And let's say it's debt-free. I'm going to be somewhere around 12 or $1,500 a month principal only until such time the term ends. And then there's a balloon due. Now we structure these four five and up like 10, 10 years. The building I'm sitting in right now is my office building. We did a 20 year deal on this. So we do this ourselves. We do this for our own building. We do this with students around the country. Uh, so it's pretty cool that, that because of the principal pay down, Glenn, the exit's the same. But because of the principal pay down, um, you got a couple things going on here. You got, uh, you always, if the house is 200 grand or more and you have a four year term or more, you have a six figure all three paydays all the time. Like that's pretty lucrative deals. Um, and the other thing about obviously owning is you, you catch those other benefits like depreciation and other things, unlike the sandwich lease.
0: Gotcha. So to find these deals, if you're buying, I think it's called the pretty house business, right? Cause you're buying, you're not buying, probably not buying from wholesalers cause they you don't want to be doing renovations. Nope. Um, so when you're finding these, are you just finding like expired listings or how do you find people who are motivated to do this?
1: Yeah. Good question. So, I'll, I'll call it accidental, meaning we do go to expireds for sale by owner and for rent by owner. And yes, some of those are debt free, right? So that's yeah. what I mean by accidental. Yeah. Then we can target. So in this area right here, our seller specialist right now is targeting out of state owners who are free and clear. Because with COVID going on, yep. you've got some opportunity there with second homes and third homes where people go, you know what? I'm all done with that. I'm not going to be traveling there anymore. So that's a great area. Uh, and the, the magic question is, do you need your cash today? And most who are debt-free say, no, I'd rather get a, the best price. Call that ego, call it tax advantage, call it whatever it is. They want the best price. And we don't mind giving it to them. The longer the term, the more I can pay. Example, let's say your house again, 300000 Yep. And, and I say to you, well, Glenn, here's one option at five years. But if you're willing to go to, say, 10 years or 84 months, whatever it might be, I can go up as much as three to six months of my monthly payments. That's, that's my calculation. So if my payment's 1500, I don't mind adding three or four or five or six months to that. I'm going to make it up that quickly. And they think they got a windfall because they got over asking.
0: Cool. And then does this work in some of the like the cheap markets in the middle of the U S or is it more for the larger, more expensive markets on the, the coast? Yeah,
1: no good question. I we've got students going as low as 60 grand on these deals all the way up to Two, three million. So, (laughs) and to your earlier point, you asked about rehab. We don't buy from wholesales, but there are some properties in all three of these methods that do need some work. We just don't do it. We pass it along to the tenant buyer who now is probably gonna be more of a handyman type person. But with COVID going on and all the loan um, restrictions right now and how hard it is to get a loan, you got a lot of builders and rehabbers that love the fact they can get a rent to own. They can go in and fix it up and leave some money on the table for them. It's a great exit.
0: Yep. Totally agree. <laughs> you know,
1: and, and it's even better because we don't have to put the money in. They do.
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly. Cause you're not, you're not com- com- coming up with any money in, at all. Mm-mm. So you can buy as many as you can possibly get.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. The only thing I will say with the, the reason I went with lease purchase for us is when you do auto financing, we're saying to the sellers, look, no money down. So if we're doing no money down and, and your particular state has a transfer tax, most do, we pay that. So there's a little bit of out of pocket. So yeah. for the new person, wait to get a deal or two going, then jump into those.
0: Awesome. Okay, number three.
1: So number three is the subject two. Uh, to your point earlier, very similar to the lease purchase, the only difference is the deed does transfer. So uh, well, this is more of a stressful situation typically, as you can imagine, unlike the free and clear person that's not stressed at all. The the, uh, sub two is usually saying, you know, I need relief like yesterday, whether it's COVID or something else. And so we buy the property just like you buy any property, but instead of on the settlement statement, a loan showing up as a line item, it says subject to existing financing. So if the same house, 300,000, your house, the loan would stay in your name, but I would uh, take title to the property and until such time we cash it out with our tenant buyer.
0: Okay. So then whenever you're doing that, you have to have some kind of consideration. How much do you, are you, I know ideally you're probably trying to give them as little as possible, but
1: we actually don't do down payments with those cause they're usually stressed out. Okay. Um, sometimes though they are behind. So we did one recently that was only $4,100 behind that. It's not a huge amount cause we could take it from another payday elsewhere. Yeah. For them, it was huge. They were going through a divorce and they just wanted for a myriad of reasons to be done. So we bought that house for just catching up the areas 4,100 plus the transfer tax. Yep. Um, but they left because of that, Glenn, they left like, I don't know, 80-something grand on the table in equity. And you know, uh, to be appro- uh, applicable to this time right now, you've got people in the United States that for the last nine years enjoyed some serious appreciation. And sadly, right now, some of them have to let go of their homes because of COVID. And so the, it's for you to go looking for that type of seller is super lucrative and- Instead of Wall Street or someone else taking advantage of them, you can cut them a nice deal. So it's a win-win, and you, now their credit's not trashed forever.
0: Yeah, and why would I, I know you kind of already answered this, but why not just use the MLS? Why why wouldn't they want to go and go through all that trouble? Couple <laughs> I kinda, reasons. Like Self answered it there.
1: <laughs> well, a couple reasons. Uh, take that couple I just said. They didn't have time. Like if they if they went on the market ninety days out, they're they're going to be three more months behind. The credit's going to be that much more beat up, and they don't have closure we can act as fast as the attorneys can run title. We can act quickly. Um, so that's on the sub two side. That's, that's the uh, motivation right there. They just want, they want to be done. Now there's a cool little strategy here that I can combine. We will sometimes do a sandwich lease. If somebody doesn't want to give up the deed, for example, we don't know them, they don't know us. Give them nine, 10, 12, maybe 18 months of us paying that underlying payment. Now they know us, trust us and have credibility with us. Then transfer that to a sub two. So that's pretty cool. You can combine strategies.
0: Yeah, once you got all all done, make make it work so that everyone's happy. Um, yeah. And so, just to be clear, you're doing this all with uh, lease options, and not you're, you're not doing like land contracts for any of these. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, good question. So sometimes, depending on the state and depending on the attorney for our students, yeah. they I'll give you a direct example. I like real examples. Um, in Pennsylvania, yeah. we have a, one of our we call it associates, but it's one of our students, and his attorney said, "Hey, Don. Don's our student." some of the local banks here he thought were foreclosing on deals that were transferring like that subject to. So he said to Don, why don't you just put it in a land contract? It's not guaranteed, but it's safer. And so it just depends on the attorney. I default to the attorney all the time. Cause I'm not an attorney. Yeah. Um, and some States just do that more readily and some sellers do it more readily. It just depends.
0: Yeah. And the one thing I've been pushed into and in, with Ohio is that they really, they prefer the land contracts there. Yes. Um, and from my understanding, it makes it easier for the tenant to qualify for the loan at the end, I, I believe is why we were doing it. Um, but like I said, the same sort of thing, I let the attorney sort of pick out what we're yeah. gonna do. <laughs>
1: yeah, Let them put their scent on it, right? They like doing that anyway.
0: So you're doing rent to own stuff, um, lease options mostly. It sounds like you're finding the property first and then the tenant, right? Cause you know, hear both ways, people do the lease options with tenant first or property first. Um, what difficulty do you find by getting the property first rather than the tenant first?
1: Yeah, so we never had difficulty. People always ask, well, what about if I can't? What if I can't find buyers? The buyer piece of this is the easiest piece because you're opening your door to a large percentage of the market that can't get a loan. It was large before COVID. It's even larger now. I'd I'd render to say it's probably upwards of 80, 82% of the buyers right now, if you took a snapshot in time, can't get a loan. Well, that's a lot of people. I'm not saying they're all great for you, but there's a percentage of those that are great. So we know we don't ever build a buyer's list for us. I know wholesalers teach that. There's no need to do that here. Your first property you get, you'll have 50 or a hundred leads come in that you can now build your database with uh, is by far the easiest part of this process. Getting the property is the tougher part.
0: Uh, You know, I know. (laughs) Um, For your, uh, wait, I was going to say deposit, but you don't really do deposits. Oh, huh. maybe I guess I could skip that whole thing. <laughs> oh what no, tenant, I was thinking, I know I was thinking deposit for the um, the lease option uh, for the people buying. Do you yep. ask for a specific amount or do you do a percentage of the, the property?
1: Okay, the- so we ask a couple things here. We want to make sure, I should have I said this earlier. We want to make sure these buyers cash out. Most people, you can go on and, and Google this, go on YouTube. Most people don't care, frankly, if the buyers cash out. And I think that's maybe fine legally, but morally and ethically, it stinks. So we have a model that's very strict at the beginning that pre-qualifies the buyers and we do not accept them until we know that they can be mortgage ready given the plan that we lay out for them. Not us, it's a third party that does it. So so that's the only time we'll accept them. So not, now once we accept them, they've got to have uh, at least 3% to get in the door. If everything else looks great, we'll accept 3% to start, but they've got to get up to 10% if it's a conventional loan game plan over the course of their loan, or you're setting them up to fail potentially. And if it's a jumbo loan in whatever given market you're in, we want to make sure over the course of the loan, uh, the the rent owned, they're getting up to 20% because again, you don't want to get to the end and have them fail. And if they have more deposit, they're more skin in the game. They're going to get a better loan. They're going to get a better rate. Every everybody wins that way. And of course, it's a safer deal for the investor because that's a non-refundable down payment. that's going to your payday one.
0: Yeah. And that third party company, do you have to pay for them? Or is that just, you just get a mortgage broker and you just get them to keep working on qualifying or what, who do you use? For, like, what kind of person do you use for that? Yeah. I'm
1: glad you asked. Cause
0: we do kind of both.
1: So we have a mortgage broker that's used to these types of deals. Yeah. First and foremost, we send them to the credit enhancement company uh, and they have to pay. So they pay $50 to be screened you know, um, yep. criminal uh, sexual harassment, all the normal screening. Just like a
0: tenant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: They pay 50 bucks for that per head. If So if there's a spouse, it's a hundred bucks. And then as part of our rent-own agreement, they have to, no choice. They have to stay enrolled in the credit enhancement program with that company for at least six months or as required by their plan. Cause they'll tell them ahead of time, Hey, you're going to need about a year of this, or you're going to need six months of this. Uh, they have to pay for that.
0: Okay. Do you know what that kind of runs them?
1: What's- I think it runs, they've changed their programs. I think they have like two or three different levels of service, but I think it runs from 99 to like 150 ballpark. I, usually, I used to say a hundred, but they've come up with more services.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Um, what else am I missing for asking about terms, buying on terms? What's, what, what, what other questions should I ask?
1: Well, I, I said at the beginning, so let me just expand on it. Maybe we'll take that somewhere else. The, the whole reason we built this is in, after 2008 where I got crushed because I had all kinds of conventional loans out there. I said, okay, I almost didn't come back into real estate. I was so beat up, but I said, all right, if if we're going to come back in, what are the rules? Like what are we going to do here? And the rules were real simple. Don't take out bank loans. Don't sign personally. So that if things change, they can't come back at you and your family um, and don't ever put large amounts of cash in. And now there's always a caveat to that, unless you're going to get a huge amount of equity for it. Right. So uh, there's always exceptions, but those are the kind of the rules that we built Glenn and then, we built it to be as recession resistant as possible. I'll I'll never say proof. I don't think it's possible, but recession resistant as possible. And then here comes COVID back in uh, March and April, and we tripled our volume and so did our students. Why? Because terms deals is kind of like where everyone's gravitating now, especially with the banks clamping down, who knows what will happen in the next six months. I don't think anyone knows, but right now we didn't just survive it. We thrived in it and we're just booming because of it. So it did what it was supposed to do. It did what it was built to do.
0: That's great. You mentioned you do like your students a couple of times. Tell us a little bit about your program. So we have a mission as a company. It's on my wall
1: here and it's to complete uh, 1500 transactions by 2022. So I say that to say we're all about transactions, um, not about just trying to sell you something because there's a lot of people that do that and they do it well. But okay, then what do you do? You can't, you got to get in the trenches by yourself. The biggest block in real estate, a lot of industries, but in real estate, we call it bridging the gap. And that was the name of our last event, because the gap is the time from when someone goes to a course or starts a program and then does a deal. And frankly, the gap for some is always like they don't do a deal. There's so many students that have come to us and said, oh, I tried this, 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 and this, and I've never done a deal. Okay. Well, that doesn't work then. So we get in the trenches with them. We're doing this every day as much as, you know, as recent, rather as the COVID changes, everything we do is updated. Why? Because we're in the trenches too. We've got to do the exact same thing. So our programs are uh, group coaching and uh, individual and all of them include uh, the online platform is, is the main platform where they go and use as a resource center and training. But then the programs are all programs whereby we joint venture with them. We do deals with them and we revenue share. There's no better way to learn. I don't care what industry you're in. No better way than actually doing it and getting hands on. Hey, Glenn, now tweak this. Good. Now tweak that. Okay. See, so you did that. Now tweak this that's how you learn. That's, so we, we do live calls that we tweak with them. We do calls with their buyers and sellers. We're doing deals with them. And that's a big difference from, Hey, good luck. Go go, go on your own.
0: (laughs) No, you answered that. Perfect. Cause what I've been hearing a lot of is like, they call it coaching, but then it's like a course and you never actually meet the guy or talk to the guy or (laughs) I hear it every week. It's (laughs)
1: crazy. And this, and and you said coach, but, but there's a big difference between coach and mentor and consultant, right? Yep. coaches you roll up your sleeves you're, you, you're in there coaching yep. versus consulting or mentoring which is just if you can even get them it's just advice
0: gotcha nope totally agree um chris people wanted to get a hold of you what's the best way to track you down
1: um if they don't mind listening to me blab for another half hour there's a free webinar just go to uh, smartrealestatecoach.com it's my son-in-law zach and i Again, it moves fast. It's only a half hour, but it's, it's got some good content. And it's not meant to teach you how to make a million bucks. It's meant to say, here's some more info. Is this a niche you want to kind of hang out in? And if they want, I just mentioned to you before the show, we just revised our 2017 best-selling book, Real Estate on Your Terms. It's on Amazon. It literally just came out two weeks ago. Uh, the hard copies will ship by November 2nd, but the Kindle's available now. They can just go to free, S-R-E-C book.com. And,
0: um, we'll get them some links to, to get it for free instead of going to Amazon. Perfect. I'm probably going to go get that myself too. And I'll probably check out the webinars cause I'm, I love to learn. I want to know everything about everything. Yeah, yeah, You'll never know it all. <laughs> there's yeah. There's that's so why much. real estate's fun, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Always changing. Yeah. I do lease options myself and some lease land love contracts, it. but I, I am always learning, looking to learn and expand and get into more stuff. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Chris. I think this, um, if it didn't answer everyone's question it uh they know where they can go to find the answers to 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 finish the the rest of the the education off this was a very informative absolutely love it and uh, thanks for having me on buddy thanks chris